Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. European integration has been a key driver of economic growth, peace and social prosperity. But challenges remain and crises could arise. In this podcast, we will look at the benefits of more EU action. In its latest study, The Cost of Non-Europe in an Age of Global Challenges, the European Parliament Research Service finds that more EU action in 50 policy areas could bring large gains to society, up to more than 2.8 trillion euros per year by 2032. Want to know more? Stay with us. Now, in this podcast, we'll focus on the potential benefits in the area of defence. In the face of the war in Ukraine and the reconfiguration of relations with Russia, the EU is facing one of the most severe security challenges in the last decades. To respond to such challenges and to geopolitical risks, efforts are being made to bolster common EU approaches and institutions, including in the defence sector. As regards defence, such efforts have been made with respect to the permanent structured cooperation, the European Defence Fund and European Defence Industry Reinforcement through the Common Procurement Act. The European Defence Agency was also established in 2004 to promote and facilitate integration between EU countries within the EU's common security and defence policy. Moreover, there's been increasing attention given to the EU's relations with NATO and multilateral partnerships. Despite these efforts, there remain numerous opportunities for more cooperation at the EU level that could reduce fragmentation of EU defence industries and budgetary waste. For example, the combined expenditure of EU countries is about as high as China, the second biggest spender behind the US. However, EU spending on defence is not well coordinated and therefore not efficient. In other words, we could be getting more for the money spent. And this is a security issue as much as a social and economic one, as it hampers the EU's ability to act and protect and to efficiently use budgetary resources. In the current context of the war in Ukraine, the costs of a lack of coordination, multiple equipments and lack of joint public procurement is even more apparent. Here's Lena Vestberg from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Common EU defence could bring efficiency gains in terms of lower duplication, savings in administrative costs and increased economies of scale. At the same time, common capacity could be generated that would not be generated otherwise, especially in deployable troops and R&D. Overall, gains could be between about 24 and 75 billion euros per year, depending on the ambition of EU action. And other estimates are in line with the EPRS calculations. For example, the Munich Security Conference, the world's leading forum for debating international security policy, considers that up to 30% of annual defence expenditure could be saved through joint EU procurement. In a context of EU countries increasing their defence budgets, the EU could play a complementary role in ensuring that the funds are spent in a coordinated and efficient manner. By pooling resources at the EU level, member states can achieve greater output, innovation and capabilities for a given level of spending than what could be possible on their own. Increased collaboration also reduces duplication, promotes standardisation of equipment and ensures better interoperability and data exchange between European armed forces. 
Through different resolutions, the European Parliament has long been stressing the importance of EU countries cooperating closer together to develop joint capabilities and common standards in certification and maintenance to ensure that their forces are more interoperable. It also wants the EU to do more to adapt to a changed security environment, including by strengthening its defences against cyber and hybrid attacks. More broadly, the European Parliament also seeks a foreign policy where the EU speaks with one voice, including when it comes to sanctions regimes. An important step was the launch of PESCO in 2017, a binding permanent structure cooperation that allows EU member states to engage in collaborative defence projects together. Another step in this direction was the European Defence Fund, With a budget of close to 8 billion euros for the period 2021 to 2027, the fund will start to improve the EU's efficiency and defence capabilities by supporting defence research and development. Regarding military mobility, which involves adapting infrastructure and common military requirements, progress has been made in the recent period. With the adoption of the strategic compass in 2022, the EU has taken a first step to improve its ability to act quickly and decisively in situations of crisis. So, taking all these arguments into account, what does our analysis conclude? Here's Cecilia Navarra from the European Parliamentary Research Service. In the current context, the debate about the potential advantages of common EU defence is likely to gain relevance. The EPRS study shows the potential more efficient use of budgetary spending through greater coordination at the EU level. In the long term, it should be reminded that peace and stability, which are the core aims of the common foreign and security policy, are the product of several policies beyond a pure military outlook. They should therefore be seen in connection with the cost of non-Europe in other areas. Want to know more? Check out the full report on mapping the cost of non-Europe on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.